Hey everybody, welcome to Pickled Parables. My name's Jesse, I'm the host for this podcast. Today, I want to present to you a friend of mine named Lee Amen. Lee is going to share a little bit about the relationship between mankind and God, the chasing after the divine. He presents it with honesty and humility, echoing well the heart of the Psalms, which is what we talked about in the last episode. So this is a great demonstration and a continuation of what we've been talking about. I want to thank him for his honesty, and I hope that his openness meets you in a good place. Consider where your desires lie. What are you chasing after? Here's Lee Amen now as he presents his lesson. Hey guys, it is so good to be with you here today. Um, I'm super excited to just share with you guys what God has laid on my heart this week um, and ultimately just some things that I've been dealing and wrestling with. When Jesse had asked me to come and speak on Parable Ministries, um, at first I wasn't really sure what to talk about. Um, I was wrestling with either sharing a passage or, you know, um, a topic that I um, have really liked. Um, but I really decided today to um, share with you some things that um, I've just been currently struggling with and things that um, God's put on my heart. Um, and so hopefully you guys um, can take away um, from this lesson and um, that it can help you guys. And so I've been thinking a lot this week about what it means to chase after God, to pursue him with my whole heart. And as I thought more about this, the more I realized how terrible I am at this and how miserably I fail over and over again. Like, I'm just going to get real with you for a minute. I am so bad at pursuing and chasing after God. I'm so bad at obeying him and spending personal time with him. And oftentimes, I mean, I'm even worse at fostering a growing relationship with him every day. That's just where I'm at right now. And I've been a Christian my entire life. I've grown up in the church and I've been around loving people my whole life. So why am I still struggling? Why do I constantly mess up and disobey God over and over again? It says in Romans 8, 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And I think that this verse accurately describes what was happening in my life. I keep living my life based on the flesh or based on my sinful nature. I rely on myself and my own strength, which ultimately fails. And I think what this is saying, guys, is that when we live for ourselves, when we are left to be our own master. When we think we can take control of our lives, it will eventually lead to destruction and death. It says in verse seven, that the mind is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it can not. And that could not have been more true in my own life. Whenever I am living in sin and going my own way, I seem to be running the opposite direction from God. They never go hand in hand. You are either pursuing God 
or you are living your own way, making your own choices. And I can safely tell you from experience that it just doesn't work. And so maybe for those of you listening who are, who are not so sure about this whole God thing, I know that you know there is something missing in your life. There's this hole or even a void that just won't go away. You become so numb over time to the desires of this world, you begin to lose yourself in them, wondering what could have gone so wrong. At least this is how I felt in my own life. And maybe you can't relate, but you decide. And this is exactly why it is so important to pursue God and to chase after him. But I think we, that, that we need to first address why we would even pursue Jesus and a life with him. Well, as we just talked about pursuing Jesus as being the only thing that will fill that void, that feeling that something's missing in your life. And I think secondly, we need to ask why pursuing Jesus brings true life and peace and lasting joy. Romans 8, 11 says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So you see guys, chasing after Jesus brings life, not death, not this numb feeling and, and going through life, always questioning how you got to where you did. See, guys, Jesus takes that all away. It also says later in Romans 8, 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be, to be revealed to us. And in Romans 8, 28, it also says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. There is this future hope this future glory that awaits the followers of Jesus. There's this unseen reality of a perfect world where Jesus wipes away every tear and there will be no more pain. And I think that some people can think that Christianity and choosing Jesus takes you away from, from joy and, and even having fun. And it's like you have to suffer to follow Jesus. But in reality, and, and I speak from experience, all Jesus brings to the table is an everlasting joy that can never be taken away from you. Jesus talks about suffering and persecution in his name. Yeah, it's, it's true. But you're going to suffer in this world anyways. Everyone does, whether or not you're Christian. There's just bad stuff in this world, and that's just the way it is. It's not fair. We live in an imperfect world filled with evil, filled with evil people. But Jesus says, he says that with me, I can offer you peace and joy through it all. I can give you a purpose in this life and I will give you all of me, which for us is the best thing he could do for us. Even though we never knew what we needed. But I don't want those of you listening out there to think that the point of Christianity, the point of the following Jesus is to get a better life with all this stuff, even though we do receive his blessings. 
And I think the point, at least for me, to kind of sum it all up is very simple. That you are fully known and fully loved by somebody. Jesus actually loves you no matter what you've done. And he simply wants to share that love with you. And that's what brings all this, this other stuff. But it's not about the stuff. It's when you choose to love him back. That's the key, guys. And I think that's what I've been missing and, and what I have to be reminded of. That God's love is always there. But have I chosen to accept it? Do you accept it? Accept it, and do you love him back? Listen to what Romans 8.31 says. What, thou, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If God gave up his only son for you, for me, this, this pitiful excuse for human life. I mean, seriously, I think that we've all felt that way. If God gives up his son to die for someone like me, a sinner who constantly rebels and spits in his face. If he did that out of love, there's nothing he wouldn't do for us, guys. Nothing. And I think that fact alone deserves a life dedicated to Jesus, dedicated to chasing after him, to pursuing him. And here's the crazy cool thing. This love that Jesus has for me and for you, it's everlasting. Once you fully accept that you're known and you're loved by the creator of the universe, there is nothing in this world or the next that can take that away. That's how strong it is, guys. You see, I have to be reminded every day of why Jesus is worth it, of what I'm, I'm doing this for. I have to be reminded that God's love for me is enough, that it's sufficient, that he died to save me from myself because he knew even before I did that I could not possibly be good enough to make it to heaven on my own, that I could not possibly be good enough to be holy. I have to be reminded that there is more life found in Jesus and that I choose his way because in Jesus, all things work together for good. So this brings me to my last point of why we need or should dive headfirst 
and chase after Jesus. And let me give you this example. Imagine that you guys have a crush on someone. Okay, I want you to picture um, this, whether it be a girl or a guy, someone you just you just head over heels for, right? You're totally infatuated by them. You're you're totally convinced that you're in love with them, right? Have you guys ever felt this way? You know, maybe you've had a crush on someone. Maybe it's a high school sweetheart or someone you met in college. And so you decide, yeah, I'm going to ask them out. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue them. I want to date them. So you decide anyways to take them out. You've decided it's a nice restaurant um, or maybe it's coffee, whatever it is, but you want to put on your best outfit. You want to look the best and you want to behave the best. You want to be on your best behavior. Why? Because you really like this person because you're head over heels for them and you think maybe they're the one. And all of a sudden your life becomes all about this person. They're all you can think about. It's what you spend all of your time doing and thinking about. You get this adrenaline rush because you think, man, this could be the one. There's this growing excitement inside of you that just wants to burst. Because you love them and you care about them. And you know that they feel the same about you. Listen, guys, this is what it looks like to chase after Jesus. Like, obviously, not the romantic date part, but the dedicating your life and your time to get to know this person, to let them know that you want to invest in them and who they are. Except the difference here when you pursue Jesus is that when you pursue him, your entire life starts to transform. The more you get to know Jesus, the more you spend your time with him, the more you know who he is and his love for you, your life begins to change. It transforms because that's what he does. You start to see healing and this void, this hole, you know, in your life, in your heart, it, it goes away. Yeah, there's still death and evil in this world. Yeah, your physical outward life and body may not appear to change and it may even get worse. That's just the world we live in. But forever, I can promise you, will your heart, your mind, and your soul be filled up? And will it ever be forever changed? Jesus will rock your world. Just you wait. And if you're not sure, test him. Try it. What have you got to lose? Do you ever just get tired of living your life a certain way? And for those of you who are like me and even struggle after knowing Jesus and being a Christian their whole lives, I would encourage you to get back to chasing after the heart of God, to run back to Jesus, to pursue him like you would a spouse. It's never too late. You're never too far gone. We go through these hills and these valleys as Christians. Um, we go through these, these times in our life where we fall away from God, we come back, we fall away and come back. Listen, guys. Never stop pursuing Jesus. Never give up on pursuing Jesus. We are going to fall time and time again. But God is faithful. Jesus is faithful, guys. And he will never leave us or forsake us. We all know that we can't serve two masters. That a house divided cannot stand. You have to make a choice. Are you going all in for Jesus and experiencing everlasting joy and peace? 
through this dark, dark world or will you continue to make your own decisions and live your own life constantly being lost and tossed by the fleeting desires of this world? Trust me, it isn't worth it. That is why you have to give Jesus everything you've got. Why wouldn't you? Name another person who would give up their only son to die in your place simply because they love you that much and wants you to spend all of eternity with him. Name someone else. I'll wait. I want to leave you guys with this verse found in 1 John 3. See what great love the, the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. You see, guys, the creator of the universe, the God who made heaven and earth, has lavished his love on you and that we should be called the children of God. There is no greater status that you are children of the most high, that you are children of of God the Almighty, the creator of the universe, God the all-powerful. That is your identity. That is the gift that you are given when you accept God's love and you accept that we, that you, you and I are broken, that we are in need of a savior. The truth is, guys, as hopefully you've come to understand, I am incredibly broken. I'm a broken human being in need of a savior. I am in need of the love that Jesus has for me to save me from myself. Guys, listen, if you are still not on board with this whole God thing, I would encourage you guys to pick up a Bible and to read it, to study it, to ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand who Jesus is. I need that more and more every day. It's no mystery, guys, that life is short, especially during this time, this time of COVID, this time of just sickness and a pandemic. It's so evident that life on this earth is short. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, do you want to spend the remainder of your life here living it for yourself, living it to attain wealth, to attain knowledge, that ultimately you can't take with you when you die? Or do you want to spend it investing in eternity, investing it in someone who loves you and who wants to spend the rest of their life for all of eternity with you forever in his kingdom? Thanks, guys. Investing in eternity. A great way to say it. Thank you, Lee, for being so open and sharing with us what's been on your mind and what's really been on your heart. I appreciate your, your zeal and your heavenly inspired desire for chasing the Lord. It truly inspires me. I hope that this was also encouraging for you listening, chasing the Lord. There's no doubt that we don't need to run far because the Lord is ever near, but man, do we sometimes get ourselves blinded by our sinful passions. And then it just it feels like God is so, so distant. Let me reiterate what Lee has already said. Chasing the Lord and putting away our fleshly desires is an important part 
of our spiritual growth. We need to grow in our relationship and in our fellowship with the Lord as this is made possible through the intermediary work of Jesus Christ and nurtured through the indwelling Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us this week. We are back to our weekly schedule. We're still trying to figure out ways to make this work for everybody, so there there might be some bumps in the road. I'm thankful for the break that we had in the summer. That was really important, uh, especially for me personally. But I'm excited to, to get back on the weekly roll. So until next week, I'll catch you later.